We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional owners of the land where we record and produce this podcast. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any First Nations people who are listening. We acknowledge that sovereignty has not been ceded and that this land is stolen. Critical Thought is an inclusive podcast dedicated to dissecting politics and culture with a critical eye. The reference to the clitoris in our title is not gendered, and we do not equate the clitoris with womanhood or forward any transphobic or gender essentialist views. Yes, <laughs> consistency is amazing right now. <laughs> we're really like every single week. Yeah, we're going to be we're here. here. We're going to do it. We're going to make up for the last month. Anna's anyway. coordinated her top to her hair clip. Oh, I have. Green upon green upon green. Yes. I'd love to see it. Not intentional, but also. Oh my also God, cute snakes. I didn't even notice. I tried to go for like Danish mm. fashion blogger, but I just looked really butch. So I've actually got bike <laughs> shorts underneath these denim shorts. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, um. and then... <laughs> You should call it out, but I don't know. We go to this really <laughs> random taqueria ta- for drinks before every podcast. Taquito Ta- on oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I doubt they'll ever listen, the two guys that work there. And I just have the most awkward interactions and like I just felt like such a lump. So I had to like pull my hair clip out. And I was like, I need something to like give me a bit of give me a bit of pizzazz. Yeah. But now I'm just like, oh and we sculled our beers so fast. Because <laughs> we had to run to the library to get the pass. Yeah. So I was literally like T- was talking to this guy for so long about which beer to get, even though it made n- I made no difference. I just wanted a beer. And then we drink it so fast and we both leave like maybe like three baffles in it because we're like, I'm going to pop. Go. <laughs> I can't have any Gotta more go. beer. So we just run away. Because that's the same guy that like one time <laughs> I went there and I thought we were having like a normal conversation. I was being like, oh, like I've had a long week, long day kind of vibe. And he was like, well, at least you're getting this drink. And I was like, at least. And then it was really awkward. We come in and we just yell at these guys. Yeah. And we only stay for like 20 minutes. Yeah, because we have no every, time management. Every week and then run to the library to record. <laughs> like down. I was down. They do have really, really, really good margaritas there. Yeah. I'm still waiting be. for the day that we have a actual taco there. Yeah, I know. You did have that random sweet potato <clears throat> cauliflower thing. That was okay. It was pretty good. <sighs> I'm so confused because, oh no, why is that red light <laughs> flashing? <laughs> what? Do I just ignore that? Oh God. Oh, stop oh. flashing. <laughs> okay. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> oh no, I think it's when we talk. Oh okay. good. Okay. Um. Anyway, sorry. So today, well, how are you, Bella? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um. But I've also been working a lot lately, so it's yeah, kind of stressful. At work all day, I'm working full time at the moment, or well, four days a week. <laughs> That's not full time. I'm working God knows five it feels days like a week. Full-time. <laughs> Are you really? No, but only in the mornings and like half a days here and there, but like a couple full days. So it's not really five days a week. But That's I have to cool. enter the workforce five days a week. That's intense for you. It is for me. Yes, <laughs> it is. And last night I went to a screening of Q and A, which was super fun. <gasps> 
I know you haven't asked about it, but that's okay. Well, I actually forgot, but you have to tell me. Well, so it was the first episode they've aired in their like new studio. So it was really random. Like the setup was weird. They had like gray chairs and like, it wasn't like how the panel, how Tony sat, sits in the middle. Hamish sat on the side. So he's a new host. On the ABC. He doesn't sit in the middle anymore. No, he sits on the side, which I found confusing because I was like, where's he gone? Oh, he's on the side. (laughs) But it was actually really interesting. It was about climate solutions and they had no politicians on it, Mm -hmm. which was obvious, like an obvious move. But also it was interesting because I felt like the elephant in the room was like the politicians aren't doing anything. Right. So we're talking about solutions and everything like that. But then I was just like, yeah, but we can talk about this all day, but the politicians aren't doing anything. They're not here. Anyway, Osher Gunsberg was on it. What? He was actually a really good breath of fresh air. He was so funny. Of course. Is he the guy that hosts The Bachelor? Yeah, the old Andrew G. <laughs> no, he literally was like, um, <laughs> I had such a bad climate anxiety. Mm. I had a psychosis and I had to go on like full medication. He's like, I was paranoid and I was oh seeing hallucinations. God. Well, I relate to that. <laughs> and I was like, Osha, no. Shit. But it was so interesting because he was talking about how he's vegan for like environmental reasons. That's he nice. drives a Tesla. Like Joaquin. Yeah. And um, he was saying all this and I'm like, I can't help. And then he was like, talking to this coal miner who asked a question and he was like look we're all doing our part in our um what word did he use he used like our locusts of like (laughs) i was like what anyway he was saying like we're all doing our bit but i'm like he flies so much with the bloody bachelor god knows god knows you were emitting more than this coal miner but i don't know so did you ask any questions no i just like didn't feel qualified or like eligible no. like everyone was like you're like hi i'm anna i'm a podcast <laughs> yeah no like everyone asking questions like i'm from the latrobe valley i've worked in a coal mine for 100 like yeah, yeah, 50 yeah, yeah, years yeah. my home has been decimated by bushfires blah blah blah, blah. and i was just like and so when <laughs> they be quiet on this one yeah and like so you pre-submit questions but right. all the questions are like so they're like um and when you give us a question please give us like a quick summary about your experience with like bushfires and like mm. your <laughs> And I just felt <laughs> pathetic. I was like, I have no yeah. first-hand experience. And my question would have been so ideological opposed yeah. to like, so what can we do? Mm. Um, so it was actually really interesting to just sit and watch. And like and Hamish McDonald as a new host was actually really good. Um, He's a cutie. Well. Yeah, he was so cute. Oh, my God, it was so <laughs> awkward. So afterwards, I saw Cass, who I went with. I was like, can mm. you get a photo of me on the podium to look like yeah, I'm hosting yeah. this show? <laughs> and then it was awkward because Hamish was, like, standing on the podium <laughs> to talking to someone. And so it just looked like he was, like, this awkward person. Like, he wasn't meant to be in the photo, but he was, like, photobombing it. And it was so awkward. And then the producer's like, oh, do you guys want a photo together? With Hamish. No, no, me and Cass. Because yeah. Cass like, he's like, oh, like, oh, yeah, sure. So both of us are on the podium, like, in the centre, but then Hamish <laughs> is, like, still standing on it. And he interrupts who he's talking do he's like i'm so sorry these guys want to fight <laughs> and we were both like yeah we'd love a photo but like that was not our we're intention like, we're no, like we he's not that much of a big deal and then so like we had this awkward photo where he's like what are you guys names <laughs> like um oh, i'm anna i'm cassius oh <laughs> and then he, he's like thanks so much for coming out guys and so we get this like awkward photo where my hands are like confused like uh, and then it looks like we're touching oh i saw this on my on the net yeah my pr- instagram private story and it was so awkward and then like he was like thanks so much guys like he was like a massive fan of him like we are a massive fan of him but like i we like wouldn't- it we wouldn't have got a photo for Q and A. Like it was oh. just like so awkward, and the producer's like, "Looks great, guys." And we were just like, "Oh!" <laughs> and he like shook you our hands. Post it on the podcast. He was like, Instagram. "Yeah, <laughs> I will." Only for the select few that, or only the people that um requested. Sorry, the one person. Shout out to Maddie Horsey who requested the bag, <laughs> the zip bag. She will also get this Hamish McDonald photo as <laughs> reward. But no, it was so awkward. It was such an awkward photo, and Cassius has a Samsung, so the photo's like <laughs> weird quality. 
I said it to my mum and she was like, oh my God, Hamish. <laughs> I was like, mum, I'm glad someone got joy out of oh this. Oh my God, that is so funny. Yeah, I know. And then we asked the guys in f- behind us to take a photo of us like with the Q&A audience, but I look asleep. Mm. <laughs> I just like was like, eh. <laughs> And it was so, yeah, like I just looked so bad. And they were like, no, I think you can get photos on the seats after. Mm. But I was too awkward to be like, can I get a photo? <laughs> <laughs> on the seat behind the yeah. desk. I'm a massive Q&A fan. <laughs> so we just got a photo on the podium with Hamish. Aww. But he was so cute. Love Hamish. I know. He was so cute. Love him. I love q and I'll never be over Q&A. Yeah. Well, obviously, I read all the comments yeah. on like just the episode in case I like featured. My dad texted me being like, I saw you on TV, but I can't find myself. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what did you think of it? You're he's like, like zooming. Yeah. yeah no, he's like, what did you, I was like, what did you think of it? He's like, you look fine. I'm like, no, not of me on TV. I meant the episode. <laughs> the episode. The questions and the mm. answers. Um. But yeah, I couldn't find it. But actually, it was really interesting. <laughs> actually, actually, it was quite. In- it was a really interesting actually. episode. And like, it was nice that the. I think it was nice there were no politicians, even though yeah. they were the elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, I wish I could have come. I know. I know. I was at. Yeah, <laughs> talk about your event. Um, so there was an event at my work. I guess I'm probably gonna. Reveal. So you work at a bookshop. I work in a bookshop, and there was that an is event. readings as as we've announced. I work already. in a Melbourne bookshop that is not readings. Dibbix, no, it's not Dibbix either. <laughs> and <Sorry>. it's <laughs> Dibbix. Um. Anyway, and we had an event last night with Charlotte Wood. You know, Queen, her? the weekend, the weekend, writer. Of the Sorry, weekend. the writer. Of the <laughs> <laughs> Starboy, no, the weekend. Boom, boom, boom. Um. Very smart woman. Mm. Absolute genius. I was like... Girl boss or just a smart one? No, not a girl boss. Well, this is interesting because, I mean, some writers when they talk, not um, not most writers, but a few, a select handful, are very like, um, they're not very truthful in the way they speak. It's very like performative and kind of glossing over and like narcissistic and whatever. But Charlotte Wood is kind of, in my opinion, a bit like Helen Garner when you see her speak. <laughs> In that she, (laughs) my two Aussie female (laughs) queens, she just like narrows into the truth. Sorry, I'm doing this weird hand motion. Yeah. (laughs) What kind of questions were, was it a Q and A? It was, so it was, um, someone from my work interviewed her. Um, and it was, yeah, it was a Q and A, it was an interview and she talked about her writing process and would have been good if we'd like recorded. Sorry, getting an idea, but um, <laughs> you should produce a, a lot of bookshops do like record their mm. uh, interviews. But she talked about her writing process and the her most recent book, The Weekend, which I haven't read, but like sounds it's about amazing. four women that come together, isn't it? After a long period Three of time, women, one of them dies. Yeah, so the fourth is the elephant in the room. I yeah. guess. Um, but Sounds like just Tour of the Travelling Pants. The <laughs> the 70s edition. No, yeah, it does. Like they're in their 70s. Yeah, because in the book, <laughs> spoiler, the final book, Tibby dies. Mm. Really? She goes swimming and she just drowns, but then it turns out she's had like terminal cancer and they and all meet together. The pants. Yeah, they all meet together and, and like discuss Tibby and Tibby had a secret baby <laughs> with Brian. <laughs> No one read that. Oh my the, god! No one this, read that. No one read it except me, and I was like, "Ew! I'm so annoyed." I read it. God. Anyway, shit. sorry. It's probably not what the week. Anyway, about. but it, that's what I when I read the blurb, I was like, "Hmm, seems like they borrowed a plot." <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> did you get this from? Um, no. Anyway, she was amazing. She was very real, very genuine. You love to see it. I know you do because I feel like this fake world. <laughs> Maybe it's it was good that it wasn't quality. recorded, though, because I think that in itself is, like, you yeah. haven't commodified it. You've just, yeah. like, everyone there in the room. 
experienced yeah, it. For what it was. I, was yeah, it free? I couldn't look away. It was. We have free events at the bookshop, you know, every month. Oh, that's so nice. Maybe yeah. I should attend one next time. Yeah, maybe you should buy a book from the bookshop. True. <laughs> With your discount. <laughs> <laughs> No, I will buy no, a book full price. Come in anytime. Yeah, I actually haven't visited. I love when it's like I love it when people come in and visit yeah, and walk so around. Nice. I hate it when people visit me at work because I'm so tired <laughs> and like just like it's awkward though. dead and like yeah I'm like what do you want? Okay, well we're gonna get into some like hot gossip of the week. <laughs> Bing, Iowa, Iowa. So the US election. Something I was thinking about that's really interesting and I wanted to talk to you about, about Mm -hmm. the US election is it's a very divisive process. Like I can see why a lot of people come out of it being like, I'm only going to, also, sorry, everyone, I'm a bit sick. (laughs) So if I'm, (laughs) the sniffles are going. Um, Like I can see why people come out of it like Bernie bros saying, oh, I'm not going to vote for anyone but Bernie because the process invites them to think of the candidates in a certain way that we just don't have here. Yeah. Because well, for us, the party's the more party. unified and just nominate someone, you know. Yeah, we don't ever have to vote on the individual person. Like, it doesn't yeah. become the popularity contest it does in the US. In the US. So, with Iowa, so that's they held a caucus. Mm. And the bigger the phenomenon of Iowa is that, like, I was the first caucus is held for the, the Democrats. Yeah. And, pres- like, precedence is that mm. set that is whoever wins Iowa wins their um, democratic seat. Yeah. Usually. So that's why it was kind of important. Um, but Pete Buttigieg. Oh, my God. I've got some funny facts <laughs> about Buttigieg. Um, uh, my, the army man. I didn't actually realise he was homosexual. Well, so he says. No. Really? No. <laughs> is that sure controversy? Is. I'm sure he is. Because I looked up his partner. Him and his partner are really cute. Yeah. They are cute. I mean, in like the bernie circles mm. that i follow and they like on twitter they're like is he Queer really escaping. gay oh and i'm God. sure he is like that's kind of a that's pretty contrast if he wasn't <laughs> um but they're only Jack and sanders are 0.1 in votes yes well the thing was other. when they first did the count booted i mean sanders won mm. but then when they knock out the other candidates that didn't get enough yeah. votes mm. they then get everyone else to like yeah. side and that's when Buttigieg won well as i understand so it, sanders, sanders got more of the popular vote but Buttigieg got more delicate delegate yeah so he got so he like won. x amount thousand more yeah. but because so sanders is saying he won mm-hmm. because he got the most in the first count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Buttigieg is saying he won because he got the most all up when people yeah. ended up like having to yeah, redistribute. Yeah, yeah. So that's what the controversy is. But I also so it's like confused. confused. Because I, I well, watched. Like, the reason the Democrat that gets elected mm-hmm. wins is because they get so much airtime when yeah. they win. Yeah. But the problem is all the airtime was taken away about the inadequacies of the system. It wasn't exactly. actually given to Bernie or Buttigieg. Or Buttigieg. And then it makes the Democratic Party look Weak. shit. Yeah. And just like And then Trump is like beep, 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 beep. On Twitter. Yeah. He's like, didn't get him page. Yeah, boys. <laughs> He's like, just I'm invincible. Um, he literally but, is, though. But I was saying to Cass last night, yeah. I was saying Buttigieg is just like such a complicated name. I don't reckon yeah. that. That's why he goes by Mayor Pete. Yeah, but he then does. he was telling me, and I looked it up, mm-hmm. there are Buttigiegs in Australia, that, <laughs> but there's, it, it's pronounced Buttigieg. <laughs> Because it's so hard, but then it's malt. It's a, it comes from malt. Like it's a malt. It's a Maltese name. Yeah. And yeah. they say butter gooch. <laughs> what? Butter ooch. Butter oh gooch or something. Oh my God. What? Sorry. This is like random, um, <laughs> random segue, but it just made me laugh because I was like, yeah, that why? Is funny. 
but then Buttigieg, who goes boot edge yeah. edge, yeah. decided boot to go by Buttigieg. Edge. Well, yeah, not Buttigieg like everyone else. Well, Buttigieg's a bit like yeah, but then he goes by Mayor Pete of that. He goes by Mayor Pete because obviously Buttigieg is not really ideal. I was like so confused about Iowa because I was watching a speech mm. of Pete talking. And saying he like, won. Ha ha ha, I won. Like, victory yeah. is mine. But then I checked Instagram and, and Sanders had just posted <laughs> that the millennial thing. or whoever who runs his Insta was like, <laughs> Bernie has won. And I was I like, I had this same. I was scrolling through Instagram, watching the speech. Yeah. And I was like, it was just very conflicting. And then I was reading all the comments on Sanders. Yeah. And like, everyone's like, yes, Bernie. But then half the people were like, <laughs> Like, where are you? This, where is Where's this proven? This from? Yeah, and I was like, wait, I didn't really understand how a caucus works. So apparently, it's like a yeah. physical thing where you in the room you go stand. Yeah, no, you do. And I'm like, how? It it makes historic. no sense. It makes no sense. And I was texting my friend Karma literally every day, being like, I am so confused about what's happening in Iowa. Yeah, yeah. And even still, it's not definite. Like, I think we'll probably know the results of New Hampshire, which is the next yes. caucus for people who don't. But then it's about very politics. confusing because, like, who did? Who would you consider one? Like, from the outset, because they don't have preferential voting, Sanders yeah. won. Right. But if it were Australian, because we have preferential voting where you mm-hmm. your second vote counts, yeah. your third vote counts, mm. Buttigieg would have won. Buttigieg would have won. The other thing that's interesting, and Buttigieg. maybe the <laughs> – say it however you want. Um, I, I don't know a lot about Buttigieg's policies only because I didn't think he was a front runner, so I didn't no, either. bother researching. But I, on a personal level, do find him a little annoying. Okay, personality politics. <clears throat> personality politics. Not that it matters. It really doesn't. Um, I but think he's definitely Buttigieg more now. The centre of his uh, kind of um, rhetoric at the moment seems to be around uh, kind of going against Sanders, mm. the extent to which he's on the left and saying, if we, we need more centrists. We need more centrists. Like, why do yeah. you have to go all the way out? I don't know if that's appealing to people. I guess we'll find out in the coming I think weeks. it is appealing to people. Probably is to centrists, which do exist. Yeah, which, yeah, do exist, exactly. Um, Brexit happened. We don't have much to say about that, except <laughs> it happened and, like... And that's enough about that. Yeah, like, what else can you really say? Like, <laughs> January it finally... 31st? happened it did january what january 31st that's the day oh oh yes yes i was like that's not today's day (laughs) (laughs) i think yeah i think Um, that's the day that's when it happened wasn't it yeah my mom's birthday oh sorry mom um but our well today we're going to be talking about the oscars today's the big day for the oscars the oscar episode (laughs) which we've actually bella and i've been like the most keen to we have because this is what we love we love film and pop culture (laughs) All that good stuff. Talking about politics, it's like, uh, but you can incorporate politics into Oscars. But yeah, Oscars are political. Of course they are. Um, Um, So don't ever think it's not. (laughs) So no clips of the week. Everything is political. Yeah, because we want to like incorporate an extended clips of the week, which is like film edition. That's right. (sighs) All right. Let's get right into it. Yeah, what do we want to start with? I mean,. I don't want to like jump right into like why wasn't Greta Gerwig nominated? <laughs> why weren't what, no female no writers nominated? Well, no female directors, but I read something that is now official that no woman has won a writing award at the Oscars in the 2010s. Really? Yeah. So I, don't, I guess 2020 counts as the yeah. 2010s. I mean, the adapted screenplay Oscar. 
I think it should have gone to Girl I Week. I think that should have gone to Little Women. I mean, we I mean, saw I love yeah, together Sunday together, and we had a great laugh. <laughs> it was weird. Shout because, out to Yorkie. Um, it was weird because. I was trying to find a good because I loved Jojo Rabbit and yeah. I was trying to you find were a, giggling. I so was like, <laughs> I was laughing more than anyone else. It was nice though, seeing Joy. Um, <laughs> Don't see it often. <laughs> uh, I can understand why it's a divisive and controversial film obviously yeah do you think it's too soon i can also understand why americans don't like it why do you think americans don't like it because they're blind i think there's this like thing i don't want to generalize but i think there is this thing zadie smith tells this story where she talks about how like her dad got to the end of his life and he was like um oh god i'm disappointed i thought my life would have been better than this Mm. I'm not happy with how it was. Is this mm. really it? Mm. And she tells that movie to Americans and they come up to her and they're like, no, the no, story. no, 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 <laughs> Like, the story. <laughs> no, anyway, he didn't. Oh, my God. Um, she tells that story. Uh, like, she told a story in an auditorium of Americans and, the, and no one kind of, it was like radio silence and then all these people came up to her after being like, I'm sure that's not how he felt. I'm sure that's not what it was. Like, that's not true. <laughs> like, that yeah, can't What be gives true. them the right to say that, though? I, I feel know. like my dad's the opposite. Every day he's like, I'm so thankful for my life. If I was to die right now, yeah, I'd live yeah, such yeah. a good life. Live such a good life, right? Yeah. But I feel like I'm Ameri- this is like a kind of cultural, Do maybe a the American dream? I think there is this, like, thing in American sensibility and American culture that's very obviously optimistic or falsely optimistic. Mm. And they hate, like... And in a lot of ways, it was very, uh, it was a very Australian New Zealand movie in that yeah. the humor is incredibly dark, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And if you like other Taika Watiti films, yeah. um, Hunt for the, the Wilder people, people, like so right. dark, right? Exactly. And like that was such a good film. <laughs> um, but I do understand why the US. I do understand, mm. like, I understand why maybe Germans would be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, it's not like the. When I kind of forgot it was in Germany because they did have such an inconsistent yeah. accent. That's so what bothered true. me. I was like, why has Yogi got a British accent? <laughs> Yogi was so Stain, cute. Scene stealer, scene stealer. He should have got best actor. Um, best supporting. Got, he should have got best supporting instead of Brad Pitt. <laughs> he was just so cute. Like, you know I don't know. He's like, it's not a very good time to be a Nazi. <laughs> when he's like, I just want a cuddle. I was like, oh. <laughs> Um, so sorry cute. if you haven't seen it. Spoiler alert! But he's Jojo's best friend. He's so <laughs> cute. But I'm like, yeah, it didn't really seem like they were condemning Germans because yeah. it wasn't like they all had German accents except Scarjo, who like had this like very very she was weirdly amazing in that. Movie. She was like the best I've ever seen her. I know. I, I just don't like, really better than much better than Marriage, no, marriage Story. Yeah, she was just like she actually captivated the audience with mm. her like. Sorry, I say this. <laughs> She captivated my attention with her, just like softness, <laughs> the audience, her, just me. yeah, her like her softness, mm. her ability to like have. You're like, oh, you really fell for her. Yeah, no, you did, and she was a very like uh, convincing and funny maternal figure that yeah. was very true. Like more than she was in Marriage Story. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I think she was very good maternal cold. acting, like much like Marnie in Little Women. Mm. Like you can, it's like simultaneously you see kind of kindness and warmth. I mean, I guess it depends on the character. Femininity, which is interesting. <laughs> femininity 
in in the acting, but you also see this kind of like struggle and flaws mm. and all of these other things. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah, I'm assuming I'm not gonna give a spoiler if you mm. haven't seen JoJo, but I would recommend seeing it if yeah, because I like I've watched a lot of clips on YouTube about it, just like yeah. some video essays, and all the comments are like best film I've seen this decade. <laughs> and I wouldn't go as far as to say that. It was enjoyable, yes. Mm. It was funny, definitely. We were we laughing. were laughing. We were but it wasn't up. like I don't know, the message I guess the message it taught was just like mm. Never, like, just don't hate. Don't hate. And also, I think, well, I was saying to Was that a random quote at the end? I can't remember what it was, but it was like... real car, beauty is terror. Yeah. And it was like, nothing is permanent. Nothing is... No feeling is final. Yeah. Which is a nice thought, but that's not really what distilled what... Yeah, that was kind of tonally off. Yeah. Um, I was... I called my mum this morning and I was like, hey, mum, like... Oscar episode tonight and she texted me after she saw Jojo Rabbit and she was like it was really good but like I can it was weird I can see why people don't like Mm. it and oh my god it did have weird elements like that home eroticness of Sam Rockwell's character and the other guy Andy Allen Lily Allen's brother really yeah yeah, the guy that played the I was like god that guy looks familiar (laughs) (laughs) Lily Allen in red hair (laughs) oh and Um, he's in Game of Thrones as well yeah yeah he plays Greyjoy Right. I was going to say Grey Worm, but no, Grey Joy. Right. Yes. Um, but I, it reminded me a little bit of, have you read any of like Hannah Arndt's stuff? No. She has this thesis about um, the banality of evil mm. and it was very uh, And like the incom- Oh, really? What did it sort of... she first wrote it in like the... I'm Do you think it made you sympathise with evilness? No, it's. I don't think it's a sympathetic thing, but I think it's about like, and this happens in most, not that I would know, totalitarian states. <laughs> like, Can you be hot under totalitarian? <laughs> no. The next question. Um, like uh, evilness, like ordinary people are capable of, of evil. committing evil acts yeah. if under certain states and it becomes this like banal kind of thing that doesn't come from a place of deep evil but of kind of cowardice yeah. and well circumstance other things, though, and as circumstance well. and circumstance. because like this was a thing on Q&A last night Every, people this guy was like I'm a coal miner and I feel like the devil oh god <laughs> he's like I ride drive an electric yeah. car I'm on the climate change council of mm-hmm. the blah, blah 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 I do so much yeah but I still feel like the devil and Did um you say the devil no I think he was like I feel like Homer Simpson and I do feel <laughs> demonized oh. and then the guy ants being like okay there's no angels and demons <laughs> Yeah, like let's stop demonizing let's people that are just morality. doing their job. Yeah, because it's people that mm-hmm. work for renewable energy yeah. aren't angels either. Yeah, and it's like such a good point though. Mm. No, e- we have evil in all of us and good in all of us. Good in all of us, exactly. And we talk about this every goddamn week. Moral ambiguity. Yeah, definitely, and the circumstance. Um, but I think Jojo Rabbit did kind of align with that in the sense that it. Okay, but. Argued yes. for like the kind of absurdity of evil, which yeah. is and the way and it was almost kind of camp, which in a lot of ways is a really <laughs> yeah that scene where he was just, like had view. dark eyeliner, and it was actually like, meant to signify that he was like kind of and he had the the, the outfit <laughs> yeah the outfit and it was just like yeah. okay, but I really liked it. I thought it was a really interesting like. But I don't understand why it won best adapted screenplay. What was it adapted from? It was adapted from a book called like Chasing. Oh, not Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> Oh, okay. That makes sense then. So I do, okay. I do then, I'm not like it didn't deserve best adapted Mm. screenplay, but I do think Little Women. I thought the writing in Little Women was. So much stronger. (laughs) I've read Little Women Mm -hmm. and like that book is flat. (laughs) 
It's boring. <laughs> really? It's got no emotional. Have you read it? Oh, God, really? No, but I sold it to someone today. <laughs> <laughs> I just I think like, you have to buy this book. Okay, so I read it maybe like six years ago. So mm. probably like not my first hand experience. But I remember yeah. the time being like there's no emotional depth. Mm-hmm. It's written like – like I've in that time I'd read Pride and Prejudice. I yeah. read Anna Green Gables. Mm-hmm, I read a lot mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. feminine classics. And at the time, I was just like, God, this is flat. It was just written very, like, dry. Really? It was like, Joe March is a writer and all she wants to do is write. <laughs> Laurie, like, blah, blah, blah. And I just felt no empathy for the characters. And then right. I was, like, really pissed in the book when Joe Marries married the other guy. guy. I was like, what? Like, why is that happening? I don't in know. Obviously, book, it's a well-loved isn't book. is he really old and ugly? Well, they don't say that outright, but I think it's, it's implied. implied. And in the movie, he was God of the Earth, Louis Garrel. <laughs> Yeah, or Timmy. No, the professor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Amy. I mean, Mary. Mary marrying John. What? No, the professor. Oh, the guy that lives next door. No, the professor that Joe marries in the end. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, my God, that took time. I was like, uh, no. Yeah, he was no, like no. so beautiful. And I, the trailer with him in this film with oh. Al Fanning keeps coming up. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. I also watched Rainy Day in New York. And I was, watched the trailer. For no, the trailer. So and I was bad. just like so bad. There's <laughs> so another sub point we want to get to is like what happened to Timmy. But we'll mm. get to that after. Okay. So what I was going to say, I think Little Women should have won Best yeah, Adapted Screenplay okay. because from my – I mean, obviously I haven't read the book that Jojo so Rabbit, well. so I can't yeah. like really do that comparison justice. Mm. But I think as a novel, the film had so much emotional depth mm-hmm. that I didn't mm-hmm. feel present in the book. Mm-hmm. The way she – like the way she did like temporal shifts with like back and forth. Yeah. Something as well that like mm-hmm. was so nuanced and so genius, mm. even though it was confusing. The only time Amy's fringe was just like the only time I could tell when sometimes it was back, <laughs> forth, back. And forth, back and forth. But I do think it was like super well done and like her ability mm. to like. So I've read a few articles about how Little Women in it, each time it's been reproduced, it emulates like the like political feminist kind of discourse of the time. Yes. And so with 2019, I was like, oh, can we mm. really have a book mm-hmm. adapted in a screenplay about four heterosexual, pr- like, not privileged, but like kind of privileged no, young no, women? they're really they're poor. Well, they are poor, but they're not like. <laughs> they're not like as poor as the family. The other family that, that yeah. gave them scarlet fever. <laughs> um, so I'm like, yes, they're quite privileged. They've got two fam mm. parents that support mm-hmm, them and love mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful situation they exist in mm. but i'm like do we have time for that 2019 like i was skeptical yeah. but we did i think we did i think it it really did strike a balance between somehow how is this even possible being a period piece and being <laughs> incredibly contemporary yeah that's what i was worried it was going to be like that was my fear from the start when mm. it was like greta going writing um adapting little women i was like oh no this is going to really set yeah. her back after ladybird something mm-hmm. so nuanced and something so modern. contemporary and yeah. modern but then i thought like so seeing the film it changed my whole perspective entirely about like mm. i was like wow she she did it she did yeah. it but then also so you talk about mm-hmm. the queerness in it which you, you will Wait, get to in a I? second what? no i said you Have will I? talk to about it. you've talked to me about it have i yeah you were like the queerness in little women i want to talk about that Mm, okay <laughs> so think of quick don't remember saying that but my thought is like there was a part where i was really annoyed at myself was like i really wanted joe to be with laurie yeah and like i was really annoyed at her and i was like mm. why am i is it because i'm so conditioned to want <laughs> patriarchal or like not even patriarchal but just like security and like a heterosexual relationship for a woman yeah. is that what i really is am i conditioned to that or is that what i really want or did i just want them together because i thought they were like 
They were a cute couple. I mean, I haven't read the book in such a long time that I... Yeah, either have I. So, like, maybe don't take all my words to truth. (laughs) I mean, it's... I I think the way um, Greta Gerwig established Amy, one, I mean, in the book, she's really unlikable. Yeah, and Florence Purd. Florence Pugh. Pugh. <laughs> did Ugh. say she didn't want to make Amy the villain. Yeah. I don't think she did. She I mean, became, she was annoying as yeah. F, but she wasn't. You didn't hate her. You understood no. why she married Laurie. She became a, sh- a kind of shadow protagonist. That's not my. That's from someone else. That yeah, that. but she. I mean, nominated for best supporting actor. She did do yeah. well. I think she. I personally, and I don't know if this is like a taste thing or that I resonated more with her in that film. I found her more captivating to watch. As Amy, especially because... She had great comedic timing. She had really good comedic (laughs) timing. We met her as an adult, as a kind of pragmatic, sensible, like beautiful and um, The scene where she's explaining to Laurie or Timmy why (laughs) marriage is an economic proposition. That's a great scene. Apparently, they only gave that to her like... 10 minutes before. Yeah, and the scene was meant to be. It's not in the book. No, and the scene, no, that's what makes Mm. it, sorry, I'm yelling. That's what makes it contemporary. Um, But her saying that whole speech, I only gave it to her like moments before and the way she delivered Mm. it, I was like, yeah, that made it contemporary. I think she's a really, really amazing actress. Did you see Midsummer? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. My housemates went to see it and they explained some like scene with like an open cow carcass and I was like, okay, can't do that. Um, say yeah no she was really really captivating to watch and I was rooting for her weirdly enough obviously not in the book to end up with Laurie more than Joe really because every person I've spoken to is like I'm such a Joe 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 I know and the biggest well, critique is that, that not too. everyone can be Joe but then not maybe everyone, everyone can be is Joe. I mean when I was a kid and I read it and I was like I want to be a writer I felt like I was Joe yeah. I think I uh, <laughs> but watching it I was kind of like Ugh, I don't know I think I'm Joe, but only because I really resonate mm. with that idea. Is like, do I – this is going to get really deep. <laughs> but do I want to, like, give up parts of myself to, for another person, for another person yeah. to be with a man? Yeah. Or do I just want to live fiercely and independently like I, have, I do now? Yeah. Because I do have more to give than mm. just, just love. Myself. And her monologue about – Women have more than just hearts. Yeah, they have minds. They have minds themselves. was amazing. And Greta Gerwig added... I'm guessing that wasn't in the book either. No, that speech is in the oh, book. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a lot of like amazing lines you wouldn't expect to be in the book, like the line where Marnie says, sorry, this is going to be fucking boring. Fanny, Laura Dern. Have seen the movie. Laura Dern says, I'm angry every single day of my life. That's in the book. Yeah. But in the speech where Joe talks about... Women have hearts. There's a little bit at the end where she's at, she kind of pre- – uh, at the end she says, but I'm so lonely. Yeah. That's not in the book. Oh, wow. Because I resonated with that. Like, added that. And, it's, and that is like a thing that I the think modern most quote-unquote like independent <laughs> girl boss women I think that's, feel. No, I think that is. I think that's something you have to confront. Yeah. I say this is like majority of my close friends mm. do have partners, but I don't. Yeah. And like it's something I'm like, God <clears> – <throat> I do like I'm not yeah. lonely, but like I think about it, and I'm like, yeah. Mm. What do I do? I have to compromise to get that. And I think all relationships do require giving up, even if it's a little part, some part of yourself. No, definitely, definitely. And if you don't want to compromise, why would you ever want that? Yeah, exactly. Um, you can't have both. No, no, of course. Not. And I think it's interesting. So, like, yeah, I read this article about the queerness imbued in mm. Little Women and Joe, and like whether she does. Yeah. Not whether, like, I mean, 
I thought you were going to – did you have much to say about that? I mean, I – no. I'm more interested actually in – um, I mean, I can understand why reading the book you would think little – I mean, Joe was queer. Like her dad calls her my son, Joe. She's a quote-unquote tomboy. tomboy, which was kind of coded language in those days for that. But obviously, Gotta Go, we didn't take that tact at all but i think she did in a sense by yeah. leaving it ambiguously whether she did mm. end up with the scholar that's true and also or whether that was just in the book yeah. because she was like prescribed to sort of like yeah. condition to make sure she yeah. had a happy ending for the readers so it would sell exactly and the androgyny between her and laurie yeah the, they swapped the costume designs really smart in the sense they swapped clothes she did win throughout she did the one oscar for little <laughs> women well deserved um that's yeah queer but what I find most interesting, I'm going to get up my notes, about Little Women, which was my favourite movie this year more than Parasite. <laughs> love. Even though you loved Parasite. No, I lo- also loved Parasite and I think it deserved. Very, very, very well deserved. Yeah. I just think if Gerg, I think Gerg should have been at least acknowledged for directing. Yes. And wasn't Todd Phillips nominated for directing? Yeah. See, that is a joke. That That's is. That's a fucking joke. He's an He's like the worst... I'm shocked that movie was even nominated for Best Picture, The Joker. Yeah. Um, but so there's this really, really great article in The Atlantic about... I can link it if you link it to me. <laughs> um, by Caitlin Flanagan. Flanagan mm-hmm. And the title is The Real Feminist Problem with Little Women. Yes. And it talks about the fact that, like, obviously men are not seeing Little Women. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if anyone has been in a cinema seeing Little Women, but... I've seen it a few times, and I saw it with my best friend, who's a man. Really? Yeah. Oh, Tom. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, who? (laughs) Um, But I saw it one of the times I saw it. I saw it with my dad. He was the only guy in the cinema. Really? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Interesting. But this chick, Caitlin Flanagan, who I love, writes that the kind of feminist problem with Little Women is that it, and this is a direct quote reveals that there was and is something powerful about domestic life and that women see the makeup of the audience in brackets are particularly attracted to it. Like women, domestic, quote unquote, domestic life, because mm. it is a domestic tale. Yeah. Still resonates with women. Yeah. That's probably why I liked Married at First Sight. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and the kind of before that, she, so Christopher Lash, who's like a theorist, claims that seven way, second wave feminism represents the incursion of capitalist individualism into the life of the home little woman reveals domestic life is still, it's still interesting. And it is like. So it's a f- it's second wave feminism that yeah, imbues it. Well, it's not about Women making that. capital choice. Because it's not, it's not about women like, like Joe obviously is a kind of feminist figure in that she goes outside uh, the men in her life and defies expectation in publishing her own book, which is and saying no to fit. Laurie, who would be saying financial no security, Laurie. exactly, and definitely not the worst choice for her. Not the worst choice at all, but it is in a lot of ways, and I don't think this is a bad thing in any way. A very quote unquote feminine movie. I mean, Richard Brody in the New Yorker wrote that its domestic and implicitly feminine focus means that a lot of critics mistake it of not as not having like moral seriousness mm. because the, the moral values. Do you think that's what the Academy thought? I think so. The moral values in Little Women are in a lot of ways kind of traditionally feminine values. Like we're talking about for a home, domestic for kind safety, of compassion yeah. of 
caring for other families the scene where they bring all of their kind yeah. of christmas breakfast to this struggling family the mother who's like this symbol she's of like the actual compassion yeah she's the mm. she gives such feminine like warmth, warmth. yeah i mean but then i must say the next door no what was his name Laurie's uncle, mm, yeah. he provided Fender. an interesting contrast in terms mm. of like him having masculine compassion. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. Especially for Beth. Especially for Beth. But I think just because it has a kind of uh, compassion or, or morality that is uh, quote-unquote traditionally feminine doesn't mean it's any less valuable. No, and it's not any less compelling as a story is like – the two as two Irishmen. Exactly, exactly. Like a very male driven film. Yeah. And I, I thought But do you think that's why maybe Skerwig wasn't acknowledged in I think directing? That's why, yeah, and I think it's easy to say it's kind of a cop out, I think. And a lazy thought process if like a Lib Femme goes Oh, like this movie hasn't been acknowledged because it stars women and it's directed by women. Mm. Blah 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 blah. I think it's actually a lot more complicated and a lot more interesting than that mm. in that the way it views morality is traditionally feminine. Yes. And that to male members of the academy just could be men. just kind of isolating. Yeah. And they can't understand it. And or I they think don't consider it as important. Yeah. And it's also what like makes it compelling. Exactly. It's also what makes it so valuable and beautiful is it subtlety? As a movie, is that subtlety? And yeah. I think in feminism... I mean, as much often, as I liked Parasite, it hits you over the head. There's no subtlety yeah. in Parasite. Oh, I think su- Parasite is a very subtle, subtle movie. Yes, because you do go away for days yeah. after things <laughs> pop up in your head. But you when you walk out of that it. cinema, you're like, oh my God, no. I feel so unsettled. Where yeah. Little Women, you're just like, oh. It's like, it's so, it's, it's so beautiful and so timely and it's really rare now to see a movie that... That's a film I would actually want to see yeah, multiple times. Again and again and again. Where like, there's actually a lot of films, yeah. like whatever wins best picture, <clears throat> I always mm. have seen. But I'm like, I'm never going to... I've watched Moonlight a couple of times. I've watched Colby yeah. by Your Name a couple of times. I couldn't watch Three Billboards again. I couldn't watch The Shape mm. of Water again. I couldn't... Like there are a lot of films that I just yeah. generally wouldn't want to watch multiple yeah. times. Little mm-hmm. Women is something enjoyable. It's a film that every... like It's an enjoyable film. Enjoyable film. It's yeah. warm. I mean, I could say the same for Jojo Rabbit as well. Yeah, it is. But I think Parasite, yes, which we should go on is who is it was the film of the night, film of the night, best international feature film, yeah, best picture, best direction, and best original screenplay. Definitely did deserve to win. No, I think so. Like people mm. are like, oh, is it just an, a diversity award? No, no. If it was no. just a diversity award, they wouldn't have won best picture. Yeah. And it's so sweet because mm. obviously they could tell you could tell that they didn't expect to win best picture. Yeah. Um, obviously Bong Joon-ho Bong Joon-ho Bong Joon-ho Bong Joon-ho was mm. so um, I think he was just like shocked which was really really beautiful yeah. to see I would actually like to give a shout out to he- the translator mm. yeah she's been with them Sharon Choi mm. um, she's also a director herself that's <laughs> <laughs> what twist oh, in an interview they were like your translator's God. great and he was like yeah she's amazing she's also a director shout out like <laughs> It was so what? funny. And then she replied to a tweet. It was like, yes, I am a director and I would love to be a director. Oh, my God. What? Um, but she did amazing because translating is so hard. Not that I've ever done it, but, like, she did it so, like, mm, articulate, seamlessly. Like, I'm sure it would be hard. You're like, oh, my so God. So, you're in front of, like, Brad Pitt's, like, right there. I know. Janelle Monae's there and with her like little cape. like, 
talking too long. I know because oh she did God. that for she's done all their award seasons. Yeah. So maybe she's just like I'm used to it now. <laughs> I've won I love so these many guys. Um, but that was like a really she mm. was under really underrepresented. But what I think was really interesting mm. about so I was reading all the, a lot of the f- trivia about Parasite. Yeah. Was like oh interesting. Mm-hmm. They had that. Um, sorry, if you haven't seen it, this is going to be no relevance to you. But they had. <laughs> if you haven't seen any of these movies, <laughs> just wait for the next episode. Um, they had the table mm. specifically made so it can fit four people under that coffee table. And I was like, yeah, true. What coffee table can fit four adult humans under, under it? it. Anyway, yeah. there was another thing as well. That I didn't, that's fascinating. But Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. I'm Korean. Okay, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, he worked with a translator through mm. the whole pre-production. Yeah. So to make sure that the script, all the ideas he was instilling mm-hmm. would resonate with an English-speaking audience. audience. Because obviously... I don't want to say majority, but like a large yeah. percentage of people that have seen mm-hmm. the film would have seen it with the trans- with the tr- with subtitles. subtitles. Yeah. So you really want to make sure that the nuances mm-hmm. and like all the com- comedic yeah. timing of it is all able to be translated yeah. and to mm. hit. Get you in the face. Yeah. And it was so interesting because I thought about it. And I'm mm. like, true, I just thought they'd do that post-production. But imagine you make this film and it doesn't translate well, yeah, which right. I hate because I'm like, damn, mm. what what do we live in this like English-dominated exactly. world? Um, where, the, where Parasite in 92 years, yeah. I mean, I know the Academy's English speaking, yeah. but still, 92 years mm-hmm. is the first foreign film to ever be... To ever be awarded. Awarded, yeah. Wow. I mean, it was literally an amazing movie. Yeah. Sho- like, shockingly good. Yes. Um, but my question is, for you, Bella... Okay, let's go. <laughs> Hit me. Come on. How can Parasite win the best, mm-hmm. like, the top four yeah. awards, but have no actresses mm-hmm. or actors nominated in any category? Interesting. I mean, racism, probably, because because I, I don't so. think a film that can win mm. best film, yeah. best. I mean, obviously, best direction, mm. best adapted screenplay, a bong <laughs> on his own. You guys on a first name basis, <laughs> yeah. Me and bong, <laughs> um, but winning best international mm-hmm. and best picture, yeah. How can no actors or actresses be nominated? No actors be nominated, and that's not true for any of the other. I don't think so. No, um, like even Florence. I don't want to say that, but. Got nominated. I'm not entirely sure, but it doesn't seem to be true for any of the other ones. Um, they won Best Ensemble yeah, at, at the, the Screen Actors Guild Awards, Awards, which was like such a big thing for them because that's like the big deal. award of the night, yeah. which is bless. Um, but how can they win that and not win, get nominated for any anything else, like in terms of their individual roles? I mean, I would... It's not just bong. Assume There's a precedent for that, obviously. Yeah. It's rare that you see... An uh, uh, international film. It's very rare. No, if I've ever. It's yeah. I think it it has I happened, but it's rare. Maybe the academy didn't know how to properly a, a review. Yeah. Or like critique an actor or an actress that didn't speak English. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And like inherent racism that they didn't even like. Can they? It, I don't. But like, if I think about, it, I don't want to just yeah. like comfort the academy. Mm-hmm. In that film, who would you want to nominate? I think. The dad. The dad, definitely the dad. And um, the daughter. And the daughter. Did an amazing single, performance. Yeah, single, like, yeah. on its own, they d- did exceptionally. Also, the performance of the stupid mother was really good. Like, funny, She was really good. Performance. Um, Very nuanced. Yeah. And also the creepy guy in the basement. Maybe he shouldn't have won, but, like, he was <laughs> When I saw so him annoying. on the stage. Oh, my God, like, he looks <gasps> creepy. I think that's just his I was face, triggered. which I, was I feel triggered. bad for, but, like, it's like good to know he looks creepy in real life. <laughs> what a relief. Um, but should we talk about the film? In yeah, a little sorry. bit of depth. Not the political side of the whole so thing. So what – tell me what you – tell me your 
thing. My what did you think? Yeah. Um, it's actually really interesting because I was in Korea last year in Seoul in July when the film yeah. got released in Korea. And I went to this mm. talk from the um, – it was like the International Diplomacy Agency of the Korean government, South Korean government. Okay. And they were like, we're doing all these things in soft diplomacy. So mm. they had this really random slideshow mm-hmm. and they were talking about how they're trying to export um, different mm. ideas and trade and blah, blah, And then they were like cultural diplomacy and they had this slide up of Parasite. Right. And they're like, we want to um, sort of engage with tourism and we mm. want to be able to increase tourism. And so, like, this slide was I had Parasite. At that time, I hadn't seen it because it was so hard in Korea to find somewhere that had English subtitles because, obviously, yeah, the imagine. homeland. But mm. they were like, this is what we're trying to do. And I was like, okay, you're not. That's – I mean, you're capitalising on it, definitely, but you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so that was my first introduction mm. to it. And also, I th- remember it was, like, huge at the Korean Film Festival yeah. for Koreans, obviously. <laughs> Maybe not anyone else. Mm. Um, and I was thinking, yeah, like, that's really interesting. So I knew it was on my horizons before the whole award yeah, season, before right. everything, just because Korean films are not really mm-hmm. represented in Western media discourse, which and it was. It was mm. in it was on at the Melbourne Film Festival. It was on it was screening in like yeah, it was actually screening in Australia in July yeah. last year. Yeah, it won the Sydney Film Festival. Yeah. So like it had a lot of recognition before the Oscars. Mm, the Palm before Dorf. BAFTAs, before SAGs. Yeah. Like it wasn't just like came out now. It mm-hmm. came out and it didn't come out in Oscars season either, which was really interesting because it's quite hard for films that don't come out in Oscar season to yeah. like there's a reason nineteen seventeen came out when it did. There's a reason like what all, why all these mm. films do because the film the industry well, people in the industry try and capitalise on the Oscars momentum. Mm-hmm. So it's done really well in that department. But in terms of talking about the film, as someone who like I've actually d- recently I'm well I'm ethnically Korean but I don't have a lot to do with it. But mm-hmm. ne- um I now I well recently I've done a lot of research and I've th- thought about the politics of the film. And I do think the film is an inherently Korean film. Mm. Now there's this okay, uh, this is gonna go on like a tangent, but there's this word in Korean that isn't translatable to the English language. It's called Han mm. and it actually doesn't translate because it just means like prolonged suffering pretty much or just like grief and suffering and endurance. Right. And so a lot of Korean texts and films and just like their nation, their nationality and their nationhood is like modeled on this idea. Like it's kind of like binding. It's like they have a lot of pride in this idea that they have had like, not pride, but like it's suffering. Mm. Um, and that's evident in Pachinko. And I are like the Korean text of a novel I've read recently about just like the suffering and the ability, ability to endure. Now, if you think about that, that's Parasite. Mm. That's what the whole film is like. It's about suffering. Suffering and just yeah. like getting on with it though, enduring it. Pretty mm-hmm. much with, with the younger, with the, with the extremely poor family. Yeah. But also I think about it with the people under, mm-hmm. the man in the basement. Like he just yeah. endured it and suffered and suffered. Mm. Um, and to the degree, I think the Parks, the richer family, they suffer too. Yeah, I think it's about, like, yeah, suffering under capitalism. capitalism. <laughs> uh, there was a funny quote that I read that was like, Parasite critiques cap- well, critiques class, which is what middle mm. class people love. Because, yeah, it's so comfortable for <laughs> yeah. us to con- critique it. But not actually do anything yeah, about exactly, it. Yeah, exactly, not do anything about it, which is why it all resonates with us. Because like, if you think yeah. about it, Art, film, culture, mm-hmm. it's like quite classes in terms of like, it costs like 20 bucks to go see a film in exactly. the cinema. No, it is an elitist. It's pursuit. a luxury. Yep. So if you're, yeah, of course it's so fun for middle classes to be like, oh my God, the rich are crazy. Mm. And like, oh, so bad for the poor because we don't, we can't resonate. We don't resonate with either. We're just like, oh, this is a critique of two groups we're not yeah. a part of. But we are. We're complicit yeah. in it. No, of course. And 
I think I saw Parasite twice, and the second time, it's not a film. I I think it was like. In a, I think technically and objectively it was the best film of the year. I think it should have won, it, and it did, obviously. Yeah. The Oscar was deserved. I enjoyed Little Women more. I kind of preferred it because of like personal reasons, taste. It resonated with me more. But I do think objectively Parasite was a better film. Well, I think for the creativity of it yeah. and the, the scenery, mm. the ability, the yeah. cinematography, because Little Women and 1917, we mm. haven't seen it, but we're seeing it this week. Little, <laughs> um, are we? I mean, are we? I know now that it, we thought it was going to win Best Feature, so we were like, we've got to we see it. We must see it. But then we saw Jojo instead and then it didn't <laughs> win. But I think the ability for it to capture like many mm. different ideas, symbolism without like it didn't rely on like so like Little Women, even yeah. Jojo Rabbit, even nineteen seventeen, it relied on themes mm-hmm. that existed already. Little Women, yeah. Femininity, also they're all, World War One. They're all period films. Parasite yeah. was the only contemporary film nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. So if you think about that, they all kind of rely on other mm. ideas. Yeah. To like as a bolster, like you go in, you kind of know mm-hmm. these kind of themes, these yeah. motifs. Parasite introduced new concepts, mm-hmm. very I mean, some of them were quite explicit, but some yeah. of them were quite like subtle mm. I mean and so for a yeah. film to do that on its own merit that's mm-hmm. like something really like oh, sh- extremely skillful of a filmmaker I agree and to talk about class to make a movie about class and about the the desperation the and humility the what was the word Han of the the poor in a way that is I genuinely think it's so subtle and so meticulously and skillfully done is yeah, a, an absolute miracle in and of itself. I mean, there's all these moments throughout Parasite that are basically just little motifs and symbols for the humiliation of living in yeah. financial precarity and in poverty, in absolute yeah. poverty. They live in an, a literal basement. Yeah, and like the the motif of the um, the rock, the rock, and the wealthy Wealth. family talking yeah. about and the this smell. is such a nice and kind of uh, succinct symbol for class the the smell of um poor people like on the subway mm. talking about their kind of staff quote-unquote staff mm. um i thought was such an amazing kind of way of exploring the inability of these two different people to understand each other because of class. Yeah. Another, but I do think yeah. on another level, mm-hmm. it showed me the hollowness of wealth. Yeah. And the mm. the emptiness of wealth. Yeah. Being in that huge house mm-hmm. and the emptiness and dishonesty of that yeah. as well. They couldn't be real to each other. No. And like, yeah, you see yeah. the other family being so mm. dishonest by like <laughs> lying about their whole yeah. life. Mm. But then like there was such dishonesty in that family and yeah. not ability to to talk to acknowledge the truth and to acknowledge yeah. what was happening. That yes, your mm. son, I don't know, yeah, had mental illness, but it didn't even mm. did it. I mean, I don't know if that was like the that wasn't a big most line important like a kind of facet. But they were just really. so fearful of him being. Sick, yeah. And traumatised. Yeah. And I think that definitely says a lot about... There's, like, this quote that, like, wealthy people... And I we have... Well, this is so. not, like, a <laughs> dismissal of mental illness, but, like, people... Like, you know, the, there's this statistic that the more degrees you have, the more likely you are to be, like, mentally ill or neurotic. Yeah. And I think that definitely resonates, like... Uh, p- wealthy people have a lot of time to kind of sit around and talk about their problems and think about them 
this neurosis does develop and there's a, a kind of idea that like people who who have money and who have financial stability seek out <laughs> other problems yeah. Yeah. and obviously that's not like like a dismissal of mental illness in any way because so many of us do suffer from that but um i think that's like an interesting way of viewing the uh the kid the young kid his kind of issues yeah they were just trying so hard to like i don't know to deal mm. with it in like a very clinical extreme way when i don't know maybe if they just listened to him they would know <laughs> they that was a man living under their on. basement you know <laughs> I don't want to give any spoilers, but that is a big spoiler. But I mean, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, you you should go. You see should it. See, go see it. Um, um but yeah, yeah the kind of humiliation of the family, like when they're un- they're all under the table. Yeah, and the um the father talks. The park father talks about the, the park smell. father talks about the smell, but then the the fa- the park father and the mum, the dim witted wife, are like having sex. Yeah, and for the kids to have to watch listen to that with their own dad and vice versa Mm. is such an act of humiliation not being able to escape from that not being able to leave having to suffer through that well then for them such a like yeah for them to go home and their whole place being flooded with exactly and that i think all of these things are kind of symbols for for poverty and the desperation that it brings i thought it was a like a perfect movie in so many so many ways Yes, I really enjoyed it. I really did. Mm. Um, I mean, I guess I wanted to talk also about Best Documentary, American Factory One, mm. and I haven't seen it. But the film that was also nominated that I have seen is For Sama, uh, directed by Ward. Sorry, the name has escaped me and I didn't write it down. Um, I saw that at my Melbourne Film Fest mm. like, in August last year and like it like changed my perspective on everything. Really? Yeah. It's it's a, it's she, So she's a filmmaker mm. and she, it's very – I mean, she has a handheld camera and she films the whole thing about – she lives in um, Syria. She lives mm. in um, – ex- pretty much experiences the whole, um, the whole like, conflict there in its entirety yeah. because she's there before it begins. She starts uni. Mm-hmm. She ends it by having to leave. She doesn't right. want to leave. Like, that's the biggest, biggest motive mm. is, like, they want to protect the people there mm-hmm. and they want to protect their country. And I was thinking yeah. about it. I'm like, I would never have that faith or that, like – loyalty to mm. a place if melbourne no. were to get overrun by a military leader and also by rebel fighters see ya see ya i'd be out like before it even begun but mm-hmm. it's so beautiful because her husband doesn't start out as a husband but her yeah. this, her friend is a surgeon and he sets up all these hospitals mm-hmm. everywhere he goes and they just keep getting bombed 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 oh bombed bombed and they're dragging bodies around it's yeah. so chaotic but it makes you realize and think like mm. life is precious yeah. yes but fighting for it mm-hmm. is something entirely different yeah and seeing that and seeing that like you just really it puts every i would mm. recommend everyone to see it mm-hmm. puts everything in perspective you're like wow like i live in me being able to go outside yeah. and not be fearful of being attacked mm-hmm. that's such a luxury yeah and for it's not reality and like mm-hmm. they were able actually to escape yeah um, and they think they now live in the uk wow. but i'm like when, even when they were escaping, they were so scared mm. because they had to cross a border. And his name was written everywhere because he was on a lot of um, – He was on lists. Yeah, because he was this doctor that was, like, quite well-renowned. He was protecting a lot of people. Oh and also because he had actually spoken to in- a lot of international mm. news sources about being, like, this is what's happening. In Syria. Yeah, in Syria. Shit. In – what's the capital of Syria? 
Don't know. Oh my god. Yikes. Okay. If not. Aleppo. Yes, Queen. But like that was all that was happening Geography and like queen. it was just it like I recommend to see it. I haven't seen the winner, but like for some being nominated was yeah. beautiful. It won a BAFTA. Well so what was the name of the documentary? Can For Sama. For Sama. But let's move on to best actor, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Segue. Okay. Um we actually just watched his speech and it was actually mm. I didn't mind it. No, I liked it. I think he's very self aware. Yeah, he's like, um, I'm mm. so wealthy and so privileged. <laughs> I guess I'll get yeah, up and like <laughs> shout out some people that aren't, which <laughs> yeah, I think is good. I think he's and he's eloquent. Um, yeah, he talked really slow, but I guess that's doesn't <laughs> matter. I talk too fast, so <laughs> um, I um, so he won obviously for the Joker. Mm. I think he deserved it. Because the material he was given. It is a miracle. He did such a good performance with such bad scripting and such bad direction. Yeah. So I, mean, I haven't seen The Joker, but you have. Give us your take. I you were like, think don't see it. <laughs> the Joker is so awkward because I thought I thought everyone hated The Joker, right? I thought everyone did too because there was a whole thing going around. It's yeah. for like um, incels. It's for incels. But then I talked to some of my friends and they were like, great, right? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I thought The Joker was the worst movie I saw this year. Yeah. I would say. And I watch a lot of like shitty TV. I thought it was a movie not to be a bitch or a snob, but for normies. It was like, as you're watching it, you're like, oh, like normies are going to love this movie. I thought it was ugly to watch it was shot on digital even though it's set in the 70s which makes literally no sense it looks like an insurance ad yeah. at times the scripting was really bad there's like um this bit where it's very on the nose the woman's like maybe you should go on less medications i mean like you're on seven medications like it was so obvious explicit the way it was yeah. written um the there were some i mean in the guy's defense todd phillips the director there were mm. some kind of beautiful moments that would have been more beautiful if they were shot on film but yeah um there's the scene where he like dances in the toilet he does a little dance after he kills some guys and that was really beautiful um then another scene where he's like on a staircase doing a dance so Which you would say Joaquin really <laughs> brought it home. Joaquin was the only thing that made it mm. watchable. His performance was amazing. But that he has all these little tricks. Like it's a little acting bag of tricks. And it is a compelling performance. But he does, to all appearances, this is a quote, appear to be undirected. It's an undirected performance. I mean, when you mm. watch Little Women, when we watch Jojo Rabbit, has a lot of kind of comic consistency. Yeah, you can see they're all yeah. under the same umbrella umbrella or under the same direction yeah whereas the joker it was just it was (laughs) leave it to me it was literally all over the place and it's a very like morally it's inconsistent in a number of ways but morally it's a really inconsistent film i mean sometimes it's like he has no direction like he's not going anywhere Mm. um he's a nihilist he has he doesn't stand for anything But then at other times it's like, oh, he's a moralist and he goes on this speech. I mean, the whole thing is it's meant to be a testament to 
uh, Scorsese's King of Comedy. Okay. Where Robert De Niro lives in a basement. Taxi driver? No, no King of Comedy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he lives in a basement and taxi driver really? too. Yeah. God, Scorsese. Sorry, not very original. Um, he lives in a basement. He like idolizes this comedian talk host guy and he wants to be the same. Mm. Robert De Niro played a talk host on this. So it was very like mm. nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But I feel like Parasite did that to Hitchcock. Yes, I agree. So, anyway. so you win some, you lose some. But I think it would have been, if it had been a good movie, then I would have been like, oh, wow, this is such a touching. Beautiful illusion to Scorsese. Yeah, testament yeah. to Scorsese. But because it was so shit, I was a bit like, yeah. this is just a really bad. Did it get nominated for Best Picture? It got, I think it did get nominated. Maybe right, it didn't. I didn't, just wrote Maybe the winners down. I didn't write who was nominated. Um, but I think it would have if it got nominated for um, Best Actor. Yeah, I think so too. It's it's just it makes no sense to me as a film. It doesn't have any heart. It doesn't really. We were I talking think about Dark Knight. You yeah. did resonate with the Joker. Though. I agree. And Dark yeah. Knight was a, it was just you a much, like oh. it was a much better movie. And yeah. we were talking about when you when you walk out of Parasite, you kind of feel like you've been shot. You've <laughs> like been jolted into something. Uh, yeah. Jolted. You feel and you think Anxious. about it for days and days and mm. and and like I couldn't wa- I could never watch Parasite again because it's so You have seen it twice. Intense. So like good I've on seen you. It twice. Yeah. One my dad bought it on many. DVD. He's like I'll give it to you. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> like I can't imagine just coming home and putting no, it on DVD, you. but thanks. Because it's so intense. I think it's an amazing movie. I wouldn't want to watch it again. I could watch The Joker 10 times in a row and not feel anything. Yeah. It doesn't elicit any feeling. Okay. Um this guy says, <laughs> Richard Brody again, Joker is a wannabe movie that wants to be all things to all viewers mm. that imitates that notion of adding substance while only subtracting it. Joker is a viewing experience of rare, numbing emptiness. Damn. The only thing I was thinking about the whole time, I was like, fuck. What's that? How do you say his name? Joaquin? Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is hot. Really? That was all because that was the A's yeah, with Rumi Mara. Which Everyone I didn't else, even know until this award season. Everyone else Go was off. like, "God, he's so skinny and deranged in that movie." Really? But that was the. Because I say, watching him do his expectation speech, he looked so filled out. Yeah, I mean, him on side profile when <laughs> we were just talking, we we're like, yeah. he looks quite big. Him, not big, but just like really like. I guess because he man had to in lose so much weight yeah. for the Joker. But when he stands on stage, he just exudes so much power. He does. He does. And it was protruded by his body and his like mannerisms of him being like, "No, no, everyone!" Like <laughs> he is. He's. Um, and he wearing sunnies on the red carpet. <laughs> He's an arrogant guy. I, think. I understand like the flashes would be a lot, but I don't know. Maybe just like I don't know. Yeah. Maybe uh, fine. He can wear sunnies. Whatever. He was good in that. He, his performance was the only thing that saved yeah. it. But sorry, I just went on an actual spiel. Anyone that likes the joke is going to be like that. But I don't think anyone bitch. would. I just I thought it was I don't a know. bad movie through and through. I can't believe it got nominated for anything. I'm genuinely shocked. Mm. No, in his speech, Boon, Bong Joon Ho was, Ho was like, mm. um, blah, 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 Tony Phillips. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. <laughs> what? Mate, maybe he didn't. I'm so surprised. He did talk, that. he did reference Scorsese being like, yeah. in film school, I idolized mm-hmm. you. Um, no, I was oh. actually looking up Todd Phillips recently. And saw mm. that, yes, he directed Hangover 1, 2, 3, but he also directed Zara's Born. And that was a pretty good movie. I hated it. <laughs> really? Like, with a passion. Oh, God. Not the direction, just the storyline. I'm like, this is so yeah. melodramatic. Two <laughs> cisgender white people, up, like him very upper class. His issues, 
like he just was so privileged. <laughs> he didn't take really? it. It was so melodramatic. <laughs> so melodramatic. There are many other stories that are more uh, important to tell. But besides, the story had been told twice before. <laughs> Sorry, my take. That's true. I just was like, why? I really liked it. But that's because I'm romantic. I didn't think it was romantic at like all. I thought it was controlling and he was like such a dick to her <laughs> and manipulative. He was very and s- manipulative. So manipulative. You know when he yells at her and he's like, you're ugly? Yeah. When she's in the bath like naked and she's like so vulnerable. She's like, um, what? Yeah. It was just disgusting. I hated God, it. I liked it. But the I do love the soundtrack. <laughs> the soundtrack's so good. Iconic. But like when I read here and now, I'm just like, I hate that film. <laughs> at the so end, annoying. she sings this song. I'll never love again. Yeah. Or what, I'll always remember us this I'll way as well. I'll always remember us this way. Oh, so love beautiful. Lady Gaga. Yeah. So fucking much. Yeah. She's got EGOT now, hasn't she? What? Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Grammy, Oscar and Tony, doesn't she? No, 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 no. I don't think she Maybe. does. Maybe. I don't know. I have no I idea. I doubt she has a Tony and I doubt she has an Emmy, actually. <laughs> to be quite. To be quite. Frank. Frank. The, the only people day, that got EGOT are like. Um, Cynthia Nixon. Is she got an EGOT? Yeah. Wow. And so does Jeffrey Rush, but Queen. he's cancelled now. Lol. See ya. Um, oh, no, we don't believe in cancel culture. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> As Joaquin Phoenix said in his speech. Yeah, I didn't watch that I've bit. been a scoundrel all my life and people should not be cancelled. Yeah, he said, thank you for giving me, everyone here gave me a second chance. Which, and to that I said, hear, hear, Joaquin. Yeah. Which hear, I, hear. Um, so many people mm. in the industry get second chances. Casey Affleck yeah. winning Best Actor and yeah, also yeah. being potentially... An assault. An assault. I was going to say <laughs> rapist, but I wasn't sure the level of the assault. <laughs> You're like, um, wait, what did he do? Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, we also want to talk about, uh, like, my biggest issue, mm. my takeaway from the Oscars. Mm-hmm. What happened to Timmy? Why is he no longer cool? Timothy Chalamet we're talking about. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet definitely has become a fucking loser. loser. <laughs> Why is he a loser? I liked his outfit, the Prada, the Prada bomber. <laughs> but he looked, there was this funny ass man that went around that was like, <laughs> Hey, which can I pump your gas? And it was just like him standing with like a little cap. And I was like, oh. He has become such. A I think it's it's because like he's posting so much more on Instagram. He's not like mm. he's not posting like blurry photos of his feet anymore. As he once did. He's now posting Miss like that. Oscars tomorrow, and then he posted recently like, before we recorded it. He mm. posted this thing with like Natalie Portman, but the two photos he posted were like grainy as. So I'm um, like, just wait to get the um. Wait to get the legit photos. Yeah, don't, like, wait to, yeah. And I was just like, what is happening? It used to be really cool. I mean, the Prada track, trackies. Yeah. They looked good, but I really felt like he was, like, grasping at straws. I also think he looks so young as well. His skin looks. What did he do with his hair? Like, slicked back? Yeah, but I think he should have. I don't know. I don't know what he could have done. He did well, but mm. I think he's slipping. After <laughs> he's those photos cool of him anymore. and Lily Rose went out, <laughs> he fell. Also, I saw on Instagram apparently he's really bad in bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's the New York Intel. And also, he <laughs> Sorry, referred to Timmy. himself as a small bean. Ugh. And that was we when were I lost ourselves. All. I was he gonna like, unfollow him when I saw. No, that. he like put up a photo of him like t- circa 2017, <laughs> and it's just like small bean to me. And I was just like, ew. Enough wait. is enough, Timothy. Why are you like critiquing? Like I was like, because I had once in the past followed like Timothy yeah. f- fan pages. 
and in I was, the past. Just because it was so in the past. <laughs> because it was so hard to sure. find content of him. But now he's posting all the time. I didn't need to. I followed no. Timmy's peach. <laughs> <laughs> didn't we all? I know. In but 2017, after Call Me by Your Name, then came I up. was just like, oh my god, what is he doing? Why is he posting like a fan account of himself? I know. What the? The fuck? world loved you when you like didn't give a shit about your fans. Now it's just too much. No, he's he's gotten too big. I think. Do you think so, or do you think he's, he's lost just... his kind of like? Embarrassing but endearing yeah. No, but I think he's lost. He was so cool Mm, that he didn't need to, like, do anything about it. But now he's, like, trying to be cool. And I'm Mm. like, no to me. Like, he posted a photo of him and um, Mm. LeBron. I mean, (laughs) him and Kobe. Sorry, RFP Kobe. And then, like, he had it up for, like, Mm. maybe 15 minutes and then he deleted it. And I'm just like, Timmy. Oh, God. Have some convictions, Timmy. Yeah, Timmy, please. Mm. Um... Yeah, I don't think he's cool anymore. I don't. I'm like not attracted to him anymore. No, I remember when he first like burst on the scene. Burst on the scene, and there were all these um shitty photos of him in Paris with this like really cool up and coming like avant garde designer and Louis Garrel and Louis Garrel's sister and all yeah. these other Parisians, and it was like fuck. This he's guy's like bonjour. Very cool. Very French. Very unattainable but now he's, he's too like, attainable <laughs> this is my biggest revelation of the oscars actually because mm. when i saw him do his like yeah um his little speech, little speech i was like oh timmy no <laughs> and when he was at the red carpet yeah. and like all those photos of him and margot robbie i was like no no he's no, just no, clinging no. to relevancy too hard i'm sorry he is i, I mean sorry. i feel like he's he's probably like because last year wasn't he nominated for something Nah, he was. Well, the, was it the year before? The year before, he was nominated for best. I want to say it's nominated for best actor for Call Me by Your Name, and it was also nominated for best picture. But it was it won best yeah. screenplay. And Beautiful the, Boy as well. Was yeah, really good. And then the year after was mm. he was in Lady Bird, yeah. which was nominated for best picture. Mm-hmm. So he has still clung to relevancy. Like he isn't in a best yeah. picture nominated film. Um, but I just was like, oh Timmy, no, Timmy, no. God. It was just like uncomfortable to watch him. But, like, that was my hot take of the whole award <laughs> season. Because I was actually quite – I was like, what is he going to wear? Because mm. he think, styles himself, doesn't but he? I, yeah, but I think it was that he <laughs> he could never – like, anything he did now, I'm like, <gasps> draw, draw. But I'm just like, oh, <gasps> seen he's it before. tried. Yeah, the bomber. I look like he did look too casual. It looked like he was going to the after party. Yeah, I was kind of like mm. – like it's when he wore that sparkly harness. Oh, that was good. That At was everything. That was on theme. You that know? was everything. And he brought his mum. That was so cute. Now now I'm like, I don't care anymore. Also, after he started dating Lily Rose Depp, I was a bit like... He did plummet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Here we All are. those photos of him like aggressively trying to kiss her on the boat was just Like too much. mouth open. No. Oh, don't. They, I hate that. They I hate really, that. I think those photos bring us all back to being like 15. <laughs> yeah, in reality of and like... So, we all lost a bit of respect. I mean, yeah. do you think they speak I'm French to sorry. each other? I don't. I just. I, he. I think he's an. Uh, I feel like I need to go back on my earlier comments. I don't want to be a bitch. He is a very talented actor. <laughs> he's a nice guy. He's funny. He's not a dickhead. He doesn't deserve the hate we're sleeping. <laughs> it's because he went from so high to so low, but so quickly. It's just hard to watch. It is. It is. When someone becomes such a loser in such a, so- a short period it's sad. of time. It's sad. It's sad. Let's just take a moment. I <laughs> no, I still love you, Timmy. And if you would ask me out right now, I would still say yes. You, I don't know. You know who I want me to ask me out, even though he's okay. older? No, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, really. I don't want to be predictable. He's 56. 
Yeah, well, he made a very funny speech. About he his cried. kids. About his, like, ten adopted kids. <laughs> he was tearing up. Yeah. No, it was nice. It's it his was first Oscar. He actually, yeah, it was his first Oscar. Well, solely. He was in a best non- best yeah. screenplay film, like, ten years ago. Mm. He has a lot of credibility, I think, Brad Pitt. What? Because he, like, survived a relationship <laughs> with Angelina Jolie. Thank you all <laughs> for listening. It's actually been a fun episode to record and, like, fun just to, like, watch film, talk about film. Yeah. And critique it because it is political. Mm. If anyone thinks it's not, it is, and like that's what film is. So Parasite won Best Picture, man, 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 <laughs> man, man, bruh, bruh, and that was the most <laughs> political film of the nominees. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So it's crazy to see a movie about class heralded by the most powerful rich people in the goddamn world. I know how ironic, <laughs> but how we love ironic. to see it. Um, no, thanks for joining us. Next episode will be next week because we are doing weekly episodes. You and I'm going to say this to here now to hold us accountable. Every single fucking week. Yeah, thank You're you. going to see us. The guys at Takeda are going <laughs> to see us. The librarians are going <laughs> to see us because that's it. We're coming for you 2020. <laughs> Every single week. Next week, we just decided yeah. we will be discussing cancel culture. Cancel culture. Which, yeah, should be interesting. Thank you. Clits out. We didn't say that last week and I was so sad. Clits out. Clits out.